0: to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, now, that, my friend, is very hard to do. And you have to train, you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it, it's there. The expression of the human body, I mean, the f- everything, I mean, you know, not just a hand. And when you're talking about combat. Well, I mean, if if it, if it is a sport, now now you're talking about something else. You have regulations, you have rules. But when you're talking about fighting as it is, oh, with no rules. real fighting. Well, then, baby, you better train every part of your body.
1: Aloha! What's up, Penn Nation? It's been a while, my friends. You're now tuned into another edition of BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. As always, I'm your host, Big J Kinch, and this is episode 124. My apologies for the long delay between episodes. It's a crazy world out there. I hope you are all surviving this COVID 19 pandemic social distancing, spending time with loved ones at home, and making the most of a shitty situation. So for this episode, we've got two guests. We're going to kick things off with UFC middleweight champion, the style bender himself, Israel Adesanya. We had a short conversation with Israel, but we're grateful to have had a chance to speak with him. And while it may be a short conversation, it is an entertaining one indeed. Then our second guest for this episode, wrapping things up, we have a very long conversation with one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people in combat sports, the gunslinger John Wayne Parr. Now my apologies to John, I've been sitting on this interview for quite some time, however again, had some crazy stuff going on, I'm happy to bring you guys this interview, one of my favorite conversations with him, we talk about him moving to one championship His boxing match that was supposed to be his retirement fight, yet he is coming out of retirement uh, to fight for one championship. We discussed the success in kickboxing of his daughter, having a fighting family, and a whole lot more. It really is a great conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. But let's waste no time. We'll jump right into things. BJPenn.com radio, the fighter's voice, our first guest for episode 124, Israel Adesanya.
2: Yo, what's up, Jason?
1: Yo, Izzy, what's up, man? How you doing?
2: I'm my grandma, man. Sorry, sorry about the delay.
1: Nah, no problem, dude. And I, you know, not only is there a huge time difference, but you're also a hot commodity these days. So I'm sure you're highly sought after on <laughs> <Behind> these streets. <laughs> <laughs> about how long do you have for time? Do you think?
2: Uh, about ten minutes, because I'm gonna go view a property in a little bit. But I've got headphones on right now, so I can multitask.
1: Okay. All right, man. Well, I, I guess in that case, man, first and foremost, how are you holding up during all this COVID-19 nonsense? I saw that uh, it's, it seems like New Zealand, no more new cases. Are you guys going to be coming out of lockdown soon, you think?
2: Um, we've dropped down to level three as of yesterday, so we can expand our bubble, but still maintaining a safe distance from strangers and things like that. But we're killing it over here, man. We've, we've done quite well. We've abided by the laws. Um, just for the sake of everyone For the greater good Rather than, um, you know Everyone uh, complaining or whatever
1: Right, right Yeah, you know it, it takes a village to get a thing like this uh, Past all of us But how has that affected training? I know I know you're yeah. you're able to keep busy And uh, I'm sure you've had uh, plenty of time To catch up on other things But, you know How is training going during all of this?
2: I'm in shape. Tra- I was actually just uh, I-, I spotted yesterday with one of my teammates um, who I spend in my bubble to, Mark Tins, and he's been working, we've been in shape, and just to, to move around, it felt good, it, it gave me a lot of confidence.
1: So, in that case, man, what, you know, do you have a time frame? I know everything's kind of up in the air, the UFC finally got a date, they're looking at this Fight Island stuff, I know you've mentioned your interest in competing on Fight Island, do you have any idea when you'd be back in action?
2: Uh, hopefully, uh, well, I was thinking August or July, but now, maybe June, July. But I'm I'm, I'm flexible. I'm very flexible.
1: Right, I'm surprised a talent like you, man, I'm surprised they're not calling on you to come back early for, uh, you know, sake of revenue.
2: Oh, they would. They would, definitely. But, like I said, everything in time, and I've already picked June, July for for Fight Island or somewhere in Florida, because that sounds crazy as fuck.
1: <laughs> kind of it reminded me of like the kumate right that'd it, be a pretty crazy experience to yeah, fight on an island that's
2: a movie type shit
1: <laughs> definitely
2: you no know, no nothing Flame thorns all that good shit
1: <laughs> and the uh the opponent would obviously be paulo costa correct
2: yep perfect
1: now i know you've talked a lot about him in regards to uh skill and and how you guys match up but uh, you know he's had a lot to say about you. You guys have have thrown a lot of barbs back and forth. Uh, is there an overall genuine dislike for Paulo?
2: I don't really know the guy, so I don't like him. I don't really care for him. He just seems like a fuck boy, like the quintessential fuck boy. And I know how to deal with them. I've been dealing with them all my life.
1: So this is just another uh, another opponent, you know, talking shit that's in your way towards uh, the march to the fuck greatness.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah.
1: Now, you've also had uh, sights on a lot of other guys, man. And first, and before we go any further, I just got to say, you are uh, MMA's new meme lord, man.
2: Well, man, the meme majesty <laughs> has been arrived.
1: Yeah,
2: I've been saying this for a long time, but now you guys really witness it.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, obviously you're a good promoter, clever with all of it, but... You know, you've you've got so many fires burning across the land. There, Are you you little concerned that maybe uh, uh, you know, too many too many guys on the plate that 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 have the target on your back right now.
2: No, nope. everyone I've got a target on my back. Everyone's after me, whether they want to show it or not. I just look at them looking at me and seeing what they wish they had, and I I know this because I've been there as a younger kid. You know that green eyed monster. So when I see that other people, it's easy to recognize, and rightfully so, because here's this young black boy who just comes out of nowhere, and within fourteen months becomes champion. Like literally within fourteen months, works his ass off to become champion, and then like he's out in these streets and getting all the attention. But then their crabs in a bucket mindset won't let them grow because they think there's only limited amount of funds or limited amount of clout or whatever they're chasing. But it's infinite. So why they're hating me? Just speaks a lot more about themselves and their character. So, you notice I never, any of these guys you're talking about, I never called them out first. I wake up one day and I see myself being tagged in like tweets about Tyrone saying he wants to clear out the welterweight division and then come see what he's about. You know, I, what was I? I think I was about to fight Silver and I see a TMZ video of John Jones saying, oh, he wants to fight a guy like me. So, you notice I never, I never speak on these guys. They're the ones speaking on me. So, that goes to show you champion and the, the current light heavyweight champion talking about me because they are worried, because they see also dollar signs, they see like, right, this is how I'm going to make my big bucks, because there's nothing else that's interesting for them in, in their division.
1: Are you, you oh, was... enough
2: for Tyrone, This Tyrone's just broke, that's all.
1: Well, I gotta tell you, man, the the, the the rap battle, I'd love to see that, is that something you'd uh, you know, seriously be interested <laughs> in? Well, no, I, that's... <laughs> Speaking of taking notes, man, you know, you're just talking about the meteoric rise, how you've handled it, uh, all of the biggest names calling you out. Do you think a lot of younger guys that are aspiring to, to the kind of greatness that you're after, they should take notes on how you've handled everything?
2: Um, take notes in a sense of how I've handled the pressure, the media and all that kind of stuff. But don't take notes and like, oh, he does as he does things like this, I'm gonna do it like this. Like, you have to be yourself. You can't be anyone else but your best you. That's what's gonna sell. Don't try and be fake like John Jones. Don't try and be a rapper when you can't rap. <laughs> Just be yourself. And me being myself is, you know, something like what I did for my UFC entrances in my last slide and the previous one, you know? Just making references to my culture um, through dance, which I love. Making references to anime culture and some other nerd shit and just cool shit that really vibes with me. So I'm being authentically myself. And these guys should take notes in being authentically themselves. Figure out what that is.
1: Right. No, I <clears throat> I agree with you. This sport is all about characters and the more genuine a character, certainly the more likable <clears throat> like yeah. obviously with yourself. Uh, but in regards to the uh the over the, the top entrances, or maybe not over the top, but you know, the real showmanship that you've put in there uh, why do you think a lot more guys go to that and, you know, try to build up their brand?
2: It's not for everyone. Like, it's not for everyone. And I've, I've, I've changed the game with that now and, and doing that. Um, but I think people will try it because, I mean, you don't want to see, like, they kind of bite my style, which is fair enough because I killed it. Um, and it's, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, let me think of a, someone like, say, uh what I think of like, um, what's his name? Fuck, I can't remember his name now. He used to wear costumes. So lanky like, guy, middleweight, and I think he fought of what it was. Like, Tom Lawler? Oh yeah, yeah Tom filthy Lola Tom
1: Lawler. He used to come out as uh Hulk like, Hogan and yeah, all he, kinds of shit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Dan Severn, like of the winds, like he's just being himself. Angela Angela Hill, she's another person who comes out in costume just cosplay. It's cool. Like, if people are just being authentically themselves, I love watching that shit. It's cool to watch people just be themselves.
1: Definitely, man. And I know uh, Tom Waller had uh, you know, given homage to uh, Genki Sudo in one of his walkouts, if I'm not mistaken. And Genki was like the king yeah. of the, the walkouts. So it, it, cool cool to see, especially yeah. a guy from a younger generation like yourself, uh, you know, bringing that back in a sense. But uh, to move on to, to John Jones, man, yeah. I know you talk a lot about him. He talks a lot about you. I saw that you had recently said whether or not he has the title, that fight still interests you. If he was to, say, lose the title to Dominic Reyes, is, is, is that fight still interesting to you, not only because of the trash talk, but because you would still consider him to be the GOAT?
2: No, it's not because I consider him the GOAT. because people consider him the GOAT. So mm-hmm. that's why I want to fight that guy, regardless of the title. It's like, okay, that's the guy you think is the best of all time. Right, let me, let me do this work. Let me do this work at one eighty five. And I'm going to show you what he's about. Because I already told them, and then Dominic showed them. But I told you he's washed up. His best years are behind him. He has trouble with tall, lanky guys who know how to strike. And me and Dominic, are striking is on different levels. So when he sees me and he thinks, oh, I'm a him," like, he's going to find out something about my ground game. I look forward to
1: it. <laughs> <clears throat> Not seeing a guy like Dominic go out there and do what he did, everybody calling for that rematch. That And just like you said, you believe your striking game is, is – Five, uh, far higher caliber than a guy like Dominic. I mean, you must be salivating, watering yeah. at the mouth to get a fight with Jones.
2: Yeah, uh not really salivating. I'm just focused on 185. I'm just focused on what I'm doing. But if, like I said, if he loses the belt, I don't really care. I still want that fight. But I hope he keeps the belt, just because it would be that much more spectacular when I would be throwing him. Now, the... Uh
1: the eventuality of the fight, it, it, it seems like, you know, based on what you say, based on what he says, no matter what, it's going to happen. But, you know, how far down the line is it for you? How many title defenses do you think you need at 185 before that move up to 205 to challenge him happens?
2: I think three or four. There's Till, Cannonier, um, uh, Costa, and uh, what's his name? The kid, Chabazian. If he, like, in that time frame, if he does some really spectacular things, like, just cleans people out, like first-round finishes like you did with Brad Tavares, then I'm going to have to see him, and I look forward to it.
1: Does a move to 205, is that a permanent move for you? or?
2: Fuck oh, no. Nah, I like 185, but it's just to show off. I just like to show off once in a while.
1: <laughs> Speaking of showing off, man, I read a headline that you were, uh, I don't know how serious it was that you were kind of jokingly uh, uh, talking about a fight with Stepe. Is that something you'd seriously entertain?
2: That was not a joke. That was my coach that suggested that. And yes, that's not a joke. I have fought a heavyweight before, so I wouldn't do that in MMA. I'm it in boxing. I'm in kickboxing, so I'll definitely do it
1: in MMA. How do you think a fight with Steepa goes?
2: Um, let's not look that far down the line. I'll show you guys when if or when it comes. But right now, I'm still focused on 185.
1: All right, Paulo Costa. I'm gonna
2: say I'm gonna win because I believe in myself that much.
1: So aside from Paulo, which guy do you think is the best matchup for your style out of the few guys that you mentioned?
2: Um, I can't, what was that that question?
1: Aside from Paulo, uh, the few guys that you mentioned at 185, Till, Cannoneer, uh, which one of yeah. those guys do you think complements your style for the best performance?
2: Uh, for me, Costa. Costa, I like that fight, I like that style.
1: So assuming that flight happens in June or July, how many more times do you want to compete in 2020?
2: I want to compete three times three times in 2020 uh, to make it four altogether.
1: All right, man. That'd be a great great way to round out the year. Uh, listen, I know we're a couple minutes over 10 yeah. minutes. I know you got things to do. Uh, I do greatly appreciate the time, yeah. man. I hope we can catch up again soon. Uh, any shout-outs, sponsor plugs, anything appreciate you want to say that. in conclusion?
2: out to engage, engage, fight. Where go to engageind.com. That's where all the lit gear is at.
1: All right, man. Keep it up, me Majesty, and I look forward to our next conversation. You have a great day, man.
2: My man, thank you so much. Sir. I appreciate it.
1: All right, buddy, have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Izzy. It was short, but it was sweet. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, big thank you to him for his time, and also big thank you to JC from Paradigm Sports Management. For hooking us up with Israel. He's had a meteoric rise to the top, and it's well deserved. He has all the talent in the world. He's got a lot of promotional sense, and his social media is incredibly entertaining to follow. If you're not doing so already, you're sure missing out. But let's keep it rolling. BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice, closing out episode 124. A truly awesome conversation with, again, one of my favorite people in combat sports, John Wayne Parr. The man, the myth, the legend, John Wayne Parr. What's up, man? Hey. Hey, it's me. How hey. you doing?
3: That
0: was a good intro.
1: <laughs> Thank you, sir.
0: Yeah.
1: So, hey, yeah. man, it's been a while, uh, and obviously there's a lot to talk about, but first things first, it's a crazy world out there. How are you holding it down oh, in, uh, down under?
3: Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we've got Tom Hanks down here at our local hospital. Really? Yeah, how's that? He was over here shooting a movie. And him and his wife, um, yeah, they both tested positive, so they've been on. I think they might have just got out only yesterday, maybe. So I think they re- recovered, but just the fact that we've got Tom Hanks in the hospital, it's like, damn, that's holy shit. That's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, man, I know that was big news uh, stateside over here, but, I mean, in terms of, uh, you know, the panic and calamity at the stores, is it the same thing down there as it is for us over here?
3: Oh, yeah, we got nothing on the shows anymore. <laughs> First, it was the toilet paper, now it's just nothing. Everything's gone.
1: That's yeah, insane, man. Absolutely insane. I did see today, though, uh, I believe the Daily Wire or Daily Mail, uh, uh, the UK Daily Mail, had said that some Australian doctors have come up with a vaccine for this. Are you, are you, are you hearing that as well?
3: Oh, I have not heard that one yet. Yeah. I, I heard Germany was working on something, and, uh, and apparently Donald Trump wanted to buy it off Germany to claim it for himself.
1: Exclusively, what an asshole, (laughs)
3: yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, you know, no one knows what's going on, really. I know it, I know it, man. Well, all the calamity aside, it sounds like things are uh, it's been a strange like year and a half for you, and now all of a sudden you're back in the mix, you're gonna put your name back in the hat to compete. Um, yes, I, I guess first things first, man, I haven't spoke to you since the Anthony Mundine fight. You said you wanted to retire and cap off your career with a incredible win over an opponent like him. What yeah. changed from there?
3: Uh, I'm going to dare say money.
1: Right. So Chachri threw money. some money at you that you could not refuse.
3: Yeah, it's more so a social experiment. So I'm thinking to myself, look, it doesn't really matter if I are going to lose these days. I just want to see if money makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, but yeah. seriously though, so you went over there, uh, uh, your daughter's boyfriend was competing in one championship, if I'm not mistaken, you got yes, to, you right. got to an attendant event and how did things kind of snowball from there? How did this all pick up? Yeah, so, I'd imagine you met Chatri, so, and, and that was it. Yeah, so Chatri was in the, came in the change room and he
3: was talking to Lucky and then I introduced myself and then Chachari was like, uh, so supportive. He goes, oh, John Wayne, I can't believe we haven't, uh, hooked up yet. Uh, I've been a massive fan for all these years I I love your aggression I love your fighting style I love your hands Um, It'd be amazing if you could have At least a a few fights for our company Before you really decide to hang them up Um, I'd love you to fight for one of our world titles And be one of our representatives Be one of our ambassadors That's like you raise a very valid point sir And then um yeah, so then I, I talked to Bellator, and Bellator said, that funny enough, your, your contract expired. You're now a, a free agent, so um, you're more than welcome to, to do what you like. So um, I got back in contact with Tatree, and then they, they shot me an email, and, and they offered me um, double, double my prize money that I was making for Bellator.
1: Wow. So it,
3: yeah, it was a very lucrative offer that I was impossible to say no to.
1: That's incredible, man. So there's a couple moving parts here, right? One being, obviously, money is always a motivator, and when Chachri throws double your last payday at you, I mean, yeah. you, you cannot refuse that, right? But also, yeah. you seem to be a bigger star in the Asian markets, right? And one championship has those markets on lockdown.
3: Yeah, and uh, another key factor is um, uh, Cage My Tie was originally my idea. Right, Boon so right? I, I started promoting Cage My Thai 2012, and then um, now uh, one championship are, are, are doing my idea so so technically it, it would be rude if
1: i didn't fight for the company <laughs> that's a that's a great way of looking at it that's a great way of looking yeah. at it and i'd yeah. imagine underlying with all of this there's still that itch to compete right i mean i'm sure that never oh, went yeah, away for sure so uh i don't
3: know if you'll see my instagram or not but um i actually fell into a little bit of a depression for those last couple of months just uh, um, just just knowing that uh there, there was nothing to look forward to once I, I decided to, to call it quits, um, I'm so, for the last 32 years, everything's revolved about having a date, alright, I'm fighting on this date, then you have that fight, right, now I'm fighting on this date, now my next fight is on this date, and then all of a sudden, there, there was no dates anymore, there was no, there was nothing to lay in bed, have anxiety about, there was no, yeah, there was no game plans, there was no, it, there was just a void, a void of nothingness, and then, um, and then, uh, when I was in Singapore, uh, they handed me a, a pair of 1M C gloves. I said, "This is a present from us to you." Um, and then, and then, as soon as I—I I, I don't know if you've seen it—but as soon as I put the glove on, it was equivalent to Cinderella putting on the slipper. It was,
1: it was like—it was
3: like magic. It was like, "Oh my God, this is meant to be." Um, so yeah, it didn't take much convincing. Even if they had only offered me half the prize money, I still would have said yes.
1: But, right. Um, just, well, just, n-
3: just just to feel important again, and and uh, to have. Um, a purpose in life my, 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 I feel like my life revolves around fighting um, I was put on this earth to do one thing and then um, it just feels natural to come back even though I've uh, uh, got a few little nigglies here and there um, I'm still willing to sacrifice a little bit of pain for a lot of satisfaction
1: Right, and another an, another few cracks at glory, right? I mean, if they're saying that they want you to fight for a title, were you expecting that? Were you just expecting to come back and maybe put on a big, uh, a couple of big fights with some bigger names? But to fight for a title, I mean, that's another incredible accomplishment to add to your long list that you've already uh, you've you know you've already come across in your career.
3: Oh, for sure. Um, the idea of fighting for the belt is uh, yeah mind blowing. The, the belts are so because uh, Lucky got the fight for uh, the, the belt, so he got to do a photo shoot holding the belt and and then um, the belts are so amazingly beautiful that would be yeah, it's uh, it'd, be, it'd be pretty crazy if the that it does work out that way and I do have that chance to fight for the belt um, I'd be extremely grateful and yeah hopefully I'll do my best to, to bring one home because yeah they're amazing it's, it's, uh, and then and then being uh, the biggest show in Asia and uh, the second biggest show in the world right now um, yeah, that'd be such an achievement, especially at my age, too. Hopefully yeah. I can be a, a role model for other guys that are reaching nearly 100 years old. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man, in, in terms of, uh, you know, as you mentioned, and as we've talked about, the, the biggest show in Asia, we've, uh, we've done a lot of work with them. We reached out kind of early to one championship. We saw what was on the horizon for them. And uh, it, just in terms of, like, TV deals... I mean, the stuff that they have that they have put together is truly incredible. So uh, I, I agree with you 100% there. But getting back to the Instagram post, the depression thing, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that because so many fighters we see in their careers, they decide to hang them up, that itch to fight comes back, and then sometimes they get in, get back into competition when they probably shouldn't. I mean, you can name 100 guys like this, right? However, in your case, I, I truly believe that you are uh, – you know, still totally capable of competing with the best in the world. However, was there any kind of that internal discussion with yourself during this time, during that depression? Like, can you still be a championship-level athlete?
3: Oh, for sure. Well, I'm I just come off a win on uh, fighting Anthony Mundine. Right. So, so to, to run up the confidence of knowing that my last fight was a win, um, and, and then it was a, a extremely high-paced uh, uh, t- 10 rounds, so I, I know my cardio is still good, and I know everything. Uh, I still have that hunger and that desire to be the best. Um, yeah, I don't feel like I'm I'm slipping in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I still hold my own in the gym with the young boys as well. So uh, no, I'm not I'm not doing this to uh, make up statistics. I, I'm coming to win. Right. Uh, I still want. I, I still have the desire to still be um, one of the greats. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing this to make up numbers. I definitely when to make a statement with my comeback, for sure.
1: Now, you you clearly come from a fighting family, Jazzy, of course, uh, your wife. What was the sentiment with them? I mean, were you going stir-crazy and kind of driving them nuts? I'm sure they're a little relieved that you're getting back into competition based on everything you're saying about the time away.
3: Yeah, my, my wife had no idea. I did all these deals um, without her knowledge. Oh, wow. And once I posted, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> good. So And then once I posted up, the, the contract had to be signed, and um, she was quite uh, blown away. She's going, is this, really, is this really happening? Why wouldn't you talk to me? So I, I may or I may not have gotten into a little bit of trouble with her in my relationship for not being transparent. But uh, uh, funny enough, as soon as I told her how much money I was making, everything seemed to come, be calm and smooth after that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's yeah. funny, that's funny yeah. Well, obviously, of course the, and At the end of the day, I'm sure they'll be uh, Nothing but supportive uh, So, yeah. you mentioned the Anthony Mundine fight Again, it's been so long since we spoke uh, Talk to me about that fight I know that was a, a, a really important moment In your career, and it would have been A great way to cap things off, however Clearly, th- there's more work to be done for you But, you know, walk us through that fight That win, and uh, if I'm not mistaken did Did you not fight him with, like, a bad hip? Uh, yeah,
3: so uh, so I was, I was preparing for my fight on Ryzen uh, in August, and then the promoter called me saying, hey, look, I've got a proposition for you. How would you like to come back to boxing? And, and at first, I was like, oh, I'm not really that uh, interested in boxing. i I'm, I'm sort of got my eyes um, set on my moto career. And they said, "And they said, oh, what about if we offer you the opportunity to fight Anthony Mundine? i said oh well that changes things because he's he's our conor mcgregor here in australia he's he's the payday he's the money man right so uh and all eyes are on you when you're fighting as well because he's um he's got so many haters that without even doing anything instantly i'm the good guy because everyone hates him so much (laughs) Um, so people people come up to me on the street and tap me on the shoulder uh wishing me good luck and uh, people are driving past beeping their horn and flashing their lights and uh, it was just uh, amazing to be to be that guy to be the guy. It was definitely uh, my Rocky Balboa moment. Um, just knowing how much interest the the boxing um, gets, the general public interest compared to Muay Thai. So in that respect, it was it was really it was really fun and really fascinating to um to to to, to, to what well, that stage finish on a boxing fight. Um, and then I, I looked up Anthony's uh, I looked up his career on the box rate. And then I noticed that his last four years he'd only had he'd only had one fight a year, so he'd go one year, one year, one year, and then last year uh, he fought, and then uh, the the fight only lasted ninety seconds. So technically, it, it'd been two years since he had a real fight. And um, and knowing myself, um, you have to be you have to fight regularly to keep that fight fitness. You can train as much as you want in the gym, but unless you're in the ring competing, it's a, it's a different fitness level. So I knew, I, I just fin- finished my fight in Japan, so I knew I was coming off, um, uh, my, my fitness was good, uh, I just had to apply lots of pressure to, to try and make him, um, uh, as, or just pressure to make him feel like he was drowning, drowning in, in, my, uh, in my rough, air, <laughs> in the air, so um, yeah, that was the plan, so,
1: so it was it like the stars aligned for you to be the Aussie hero.
3: Yeah, I, I knew that if I applied enough pressure that I, I could uh, overwhelm him. And, and that's what happened. Uh, every time I, I let go, of my, my, I put my uh, punches in bunches, he'd just uh, uh, sit against the ropes with his hands over his head and just uh, wait for me to stop. And, and then the, the secret was not stopping, just keep punching. So And then I was lucky to maintain that, that, that fitness all the way through the 10 rounds. And I, I'm, Between us, I could have done another 10 rounds. I, I was that fit and that focused and that confident that um, I could have kept punching for days. So, and then to get the win, it was like the ultimate, the ultimate um, um, retirement fight. It would have been perfect, uh, shaking hands and, and getting that uh, recognition on the street from everyone that, that that seen the fight and seen the result and all the congratulations. And then I, I actually had a few people come up saying, "You reckon you'll be back?" And then I was telling them, nah, I'm done. Um, you, there's no way that I could possibly top um, the Anthony and Mundine fight as my retirement fight." And then, as as the months went on, like I said, I just started getting to, get to the stage where it's like, what am I doing? Right. What, what am I doing with my life?
1: <laughs> right. Well, I, not, uh, well, like my, you were I, saying, I, not I've having my, a date, not having a date, right? That's a yeah. big thing. Not having a goal that you're marching towards. That that's got to be a yeah. big change.
3: So I've got my I've got my gym and I've got my classes and I'm doing seminars and I'm doing PTs and and all that's very fun and it's a good way of making money, but um I, the rush. To, to have the adrenaline and, and um, the anxiety, like I was saying, when you go to bed at night time and you put your head on the pillow and, and you're thinking about, oh, I'm fighting yod guy, I'm fighting uh, Michael Zambidis, or I'm fighting a, a dead-set killer, and if I don't bring my A game, there's a good chance I'm not only going to win or lose, but could get possibly seriously hurt. So having all those um, emotions going through your body, and then, and like I said, going from that to, to nothing, and then, oh, maybe I might get hurt holding pads tomorrow. And it's like yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, it's just a completely different um, scenario.
1: Well, I remember uh, talking I, I know, to you. I, I remember talking to you the day I believe it was like the, the the night after the fight. We were texting back and forth. I was trying to line up an interview, but you were saying, "Man, I'm getting bombarded by everybody out of the woodwork here." You were saying like you couldn't yeah, even get to sleep. Special. Your phone was just blowing up nonstop. So I mean, yeah. ending on that high of highs, I can only imagine what the low is after that. Yeah.
3: Yeah especially um well for for 32 years people say so so what do you do and then your first response is oh, i'm a fighter i'm a professional fighter and then even going overseas recently and then on the on the uh, immigration card it says what you, what's your occupation and then usually i write i'm a professional fighter but now it's like oh shit i don't know
1: uh,
3: <laughs> I I'm, in a gym. I'm, a, I'm a gym i'm i i'm a personal instructor but um besides that who am I? And then just having that identity crisis, like holy shit, I do not know who I am anymore. Without fighting my life, I, I just feel so lost. Um, I, I, didn't, I knew it'd be hard, but I didn't know it was going to be that hard. Right. Um, because with with big being a fighter um, comes man points as well. People look at you in a certain way, and and you have a certain people give you a certain respect. Um, and then and then the to a, I'm a I'm a former fighter. Just yeah, big, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it, was, it was very difficult. Even my wife, she noticed a big change in my personality, and I was very short-tempered and very angry and very. Um, uh, what's the word? Yeah, she she didn't like who I became.
1: Right, and I it's not, like and it's I, not even I, like, I, I, I it, and anyone. that, and that's that, that all happens behind the scenes internally, right? Like you don't even notice it.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then soon as the, soon as I got offered the opportunity to come back again, it just seemed natural just, just to just say instantly yes.
1: Um, and on top of yeah, that, with such a great company, right? I mean, One Championship is doing oh, sure. phenomenal things for martial arts in general. I mean, they are, yes. they really are something special.
3: Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, for the last few years, I've been trying to um, um, get out of my Bellator contract and push over the one. And um, Bellator, I dare say, see, one is a threat. And uh, they were trying to hold me to my contract for as long as possible and um and then even when i emailed scott recently to ask him about the contract he said no no your contract's you're done you're a free agent um you, you go get him tiger <laughs> and, then, and then i wrote back just saying thank you so much for being um let me be in the part of the company for so long it's been such a pleasure and he wrote back saying hey you're a legend it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the company also so i'm happy I, I left scott coker on good terms but I, i'm also extremely excited to start fighting for one because i, I truly believe that uh what Bellator was trying to do, um, they couldn't quite get the numbers on the board with the kickboxing just because kickboxing won't take off in America. Whereas I know if I go to one, um, like you said, it's a, the biggest, uh, not only MMA company, but um, what they're doing with the stand-up, with the striking, with the Muay Thai, with, even with um, the boxing, a did a boxing show in Thailand. So I, I just like how they're um, thinking outside of the box and trying to get fans from different uh, perspectives of MMA, K1. Uh, uh, uh you know what I mean. So it, it's really awesome. I really, uh, I'm really excited to hopefully. Um, and uh, what I was going to say is, uh, I like what 1FC does because they give you an opportunity to tell your story.
1: Yes, so, uh, yes, that's uh, what I was about to get come at. Come out yes. and do a
3: documentary. They fly a film crew. Um, you get to tell your past achievements. Uh, and even if I only have one fight, if I can get get my name out there and and tell people who I am and and uh, what I've accomplished, it's going to be good for hopefully uh, gym membership and uh, future seminars around the world.
1: So. Without question, without question. And that's one of the things that I was getting at when I was saying, you know, what they've been able to do with martial arts. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys, or a few guys anyway, move over there from the states that were in, say, the UFC. And just to focus on the martial artists themselves and and their stories, as you, as you mentioned, uh, it's refreshing to see that, especially when we've been in this age of, 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 like, trash talk, WWE style promotion. Yeah, uh, one FC exactly. is the breath of fresh air in this business,
3: yes. And then uh, I think, with uh, from what I've seen from afar, um, Tet- Tetra looks like the sort of guy that uh, once you retire, you, you stay with the company. He, he might get you a job in commentary or interviews, or he 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 still keeps you a part of the family, which um, which will hopefully help uh, my anxiety of retiring. So at least I can know I can still be involved. Um, still be part of, part of the company and still uh, not be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just just disappear into the wilderness and, and and no one ever hears from you again. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I still want to be relevant.
1: Now the commentary thing, I, I'm sure you've you've dabbled in that before, but I think it would be yeah. awesome to hear you and, and Michael Chivalo calling a movie tie fight for one. That'd be incredible.
3: For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's that, that's the future goal. I'd love to be in the commentary and love to be a part of it. And love to um, dissect fights and uh, fighters and and yeah, for sure. Hopefully, fingers crossed that can be um, an avenue after I decide that uh, my body can no longer, can compete at a high level. Um, that's that's definitely Plan B for sure.
1: Now, something we didn't get to. I, I mentioned it earlier. I think it just kind of got lost in translation there, but. Uh, the hip surgery thing. I, so that was the case. That, how were? How was everything in terms of the machine itself of John Wayne Parr? You're you're in good health now. Uh,
3: you would better. Um, a little bit of time off with not uh, train train is giving my hip a, uh, a little bit of R and R to to slowly um take away all the trauma from running and training and kicking. Um, so it, it feels it feels fifty percent better. It's still a little bit niggly. Um, and then between now and, uh, my possible next event, I'll try and get as much, um, working on as possible. Uh, I'm seeing, I'm seeing some specialists the next few days trying to try and get injections that might be able to, um, I'll, I'll put a little bit of lining to supplement the cartilage just so I got a bit of freedom to, to, to get through my fight camp.
1: Now, so it, how, how bad is it? I mean, if surgery is not an option, it would be career ending, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah, once I once get the surgery. Uh, unless I did visit, there's a, there's a thing called a Birmingham uh, resurface. But at the same time, even if I did get that, that's going to prolong my career. But then you're looking at a six-month recovery time. So
1: as right. um,
3: long, long as I can get through training. Um, and Even if I have to adjust my fighting style so it's more uh, boxing-orientated instead of um, kicking. So I, I know that with my with my boxing skills and MMA gloves uh, equals uh, pure violence.
1: Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Now, in <laughs> terms of in terms of the timeline here, have you talked to Chachri about that? I mean, what are you looking at in regards to when you could potentially come back? Uh, at this
3: stage, the, I've only just signed the contract uh, on Wednesday last week. Right. So the, the ink's still wet. So once the, once the ink dries, I'm sure that um, I'll get the offer. And then with this whole. Uh, um, infection virus going on right now too I, I don't think they're planning many events right now with what's going on so so yeah so as things cool down i'm, I'm very eager to, to start getting things underway and, and 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 get my first date yes
1: yeah it seems like <laughs> my first date it's it's, getting excited seems like everybody's kind of pushing everything back to the summer to try to get through this virus yeah. thing so obviously that 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 is a factor of course but uh, you know, then, what's the uh, ideal U- timeline U- for you, U- you know, it's uh, U- U- coronavirus canceled, aside.
3: Um, USC just canceled, uh, Woodley and, uh, Edwards today. Right. And it looks like they're going to, they like they're going to, con- uh, uh, cancel their next three events.
0: So
3: yeah. there goes the Ferguson, um, Khabib fight as well.
1: Yeah. I'm very interested so cool. to see how that all shakes out. Cause that's, yeah, the, yeah, you know, crazy. that this that's they're the they're fight they're that like everybody needs time. to see, but.
3: That fight's cursed from the yeah, start. Yeah, I know, right? I, yeah, I've seen. It's probably that. Go ahead. It's probably
1: that fight that started the
3: coronavirus. It wasn't even <laughs> very as soon as they started talking about matching it. All of a sudden, this epidemic had come
1: out. So, right. I've yeah, seen. Just, cr- I just saw madness. a ton of you know all the good memes of uh, of the cur- how cursed the fight is and yeah, the, the yeah. final thing is uh, it's Bruce Buffer announcing them and a comet's about to hit the Earth. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you're right. It, it, it is cursed, but. I mean, all that stuff aside, coronavirus aside, what would be an ideal timeline for you? How much time do you think you realistically need to get back into fight shape and feel comfortable going in there against some uh, top-level opponents?
3: Uh, usually, um, uh, the perfect timeline is ten weeks. And a ten-week training camp is, uh, is is perfect. And then my, my weight's okay. Uh, my fitness—I'm still being. I still been training um, in between uh, uh, since I, I fought Mundine. So it's not like I'm starting from scratch. I'm still semi-fit. Um, so it wouldn't take much to, to top up and um, get to a peak condition again. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, as, soon as anywhere between 8 to 10 weeks would be the perfect time frame for myself.
1: Now, in terms of opponents, I mean, they've gobbled up so many of the great kickboxing, uh, kickboxing and Muay Thai stars from across the globe. There's so much talent in one championship. But in terms of your weight class, who, who's an interesting yes. matchup? I mean, a lot of the guys they have are a lot lighter than you.
3: Yeah, so I'll be, I'd, I'd be fighting at the 77-kilo um, division. Uh, just give the hydration test, I wouldn't be able to get down any lower than that naturally.
1: Now, is that, the, um, that's what, their middleweight or welterweight?
3: Uh, I think that's welterweight. So okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the USing um, US uh, uh I think Trojan is a 70. He's a 155er. But I, I think um, Nicky Holson's in the 77. There, um, yeah, there's some proper killers.
1: So, Nikki Holtskin, that'd yeah, be one hell there, of a matchup for yeah, you.
3: There, there's no easy fights for sure, but um, there's some definitely exciting ones. Uh, I might not gonna win, I might not gonna lose, but I can guarantee you they'll be entertaining.
1: And not to mention, like you were saying, I mean, it, uh, sure, there's there's great talent and, 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 and tough competition, but great opportunities for you.
3: Oh, for sure. Um, all those guys that I've happened to miss in the past, it'd be nice to, that our paths do cross. Like the Nikki Holson fight, that's, that's, that's a scary fight, but at the same time, um, it's one of those fights that just puts you on the map. Win, lose, or draw. The whole world will be paying attention. Um, I, I know for sure if, if any, every time Nikki fights is always, um, uh, it stops, stops, stops everything. So, and it, um, yeah, that'd be a massive, that'd be a massive fight. And then I fought think like four times. So I can imagine us fighting one more time again with the, with the little gloves on. That'd be insane.
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, the, uh, Matchups, a ton ton of great matchups. But in, in regards to your legacy, I mean the, yep. the 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 caliber of opponents you could face here, on top of the money they were offered, the opportunity to fight those kinds of guys, this was probably a no brainer.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, the Bellator was great, but they didn't really have. They had the they had a couple of big names, but once uh, so I I, I heard. Once they did a few kickboxing shows, they weren't getting the ratings they're after, and all the sponsors dropped out. And then they lost their TV time, and then they couldn't really sign any big names. So they had uh, they had Kevin Rice, they had Joe Schilling, they had myself, um, but besides that, there wasn't really anyone that really stood out. Uh, I uh, Raymond Daniels, of course, he was also on the part of the team, um, but we're all scattered in different weight divisions, so we couldn't yeah. fight each other. Whereas uh the one FC, holy crap, there's, there's every every single person that signed to the Rush is a superstar, so Yes. Yeah, yeah, what what no do you what do you think it's,
1: think it's gonna well. take, man? I've talked about this with so many people, countless people. I think I've talked about it with you as well. Uh what is it gonna take for kickboxing to catch on in the States? Oh
3: mate, I wish I knew the answer to that one. Uh
1: right you'd be a millionaire I, I think,
3: uh, yeah i think it's just one of those ones where they they have to do like a an ultimate fighter series just so people get to recognize the personalities not just the fighters but the, what people bring um so yeah get to know them uh, what they do at home what they do what their relationships are what sort of car do they drive and then once you feel invested in that person they, and then you don't mind cheering them on because you, you know oh he's doing a tough Oh, he looks like a great guy. or oh, he looks like he he's he's brought up from the streets, so he's gonna definitely be a scrapper. Um, yeah, it's just one of those ones where you don't want to just cheer for red or blue. You want to know who you're cheering for. So and then and then yeah, once you get to know the personalities, then for sure, then it, it 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 changes everything.
1: It's like we need to do uh the contender Muay Thai or the contender kickboxing for the United States.
3: Yeah, well, what happened? Um, the contender Asia. Uh, yeah, you were remember, on that, right? Uh, it, it got halfway. Um, through the series, and then the next weekend they started airing college football. Um, they decided uh, we weren't getting the ratings that we're hoping for, so instead of carrying through with the series, we're going to stop at um, uh, episode seven and we're just going to show college football instead because the ratings are going to soar. And then everyone was e- emailing me going, "What the hell happened? I was I was so looking forward to this week's episode, and it's not even airing." And then, um, and then the TV station rang me and they said, okay, we're just going to uh, air the, series, the the rest of the contender on online and we, we'd like you to do a, a weekly write-up about who fought who and who, how were the results. So in that respect, I've got a job out of it but at the same time. Yeah, you, really <laughs> right. want the, you really want the show to air there, to to build the popularity of the, of the stand-up and striking.
1: Of course, of course. All right, listen, you've, you've been more than generous with your time here. I just got a few more things here for you. Uh, yep. I wanted to change gears, talk a bit about Jazzy and all the success that she's having in the combat yeah, striking and yes. in, in combat sports in the striking realm. You must be incredibly yeah. proud of her. Uh, the sky's got to be the limit, right?
3: Yeah, she just fought in Thailand. Uh, what was it? About ten days ago, two weeks ago, and she fought amazing. She fought a girl. Jazzy's had twenty six fights, and the girl she had said, had over a hundred. And then um, technically, I thought she won. Everyone thought she won. Even the, the Thai camp, the training actually thought she won. And they all abused the referees and the judges for, for scoring up to the other girl. Um, so she's definitely down her passion. She loves Thailand. She wants to be a star in Thailand, just like I was, um, which blows my mind because that, you don't think that your kids are going to follow in your footsteps. And then here she is fighting in Thailand, wants to stay in the camp. Um, we're told it's just to come home because of the virus. She goes, "Oh, I think it'd be safer if I just stay here in Thailand and just keep
1: training." And <laughs> ah, that's awesome. God like, oh,
3: damn it! That's exactly what I'd say too. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I'm really excited to to, to see, and, and the best part is she, she's self motivated. I don't have to tell her to train. I don't have to tell her to do anything. She's she's got her shoes on. She's running. She's hitting pads. She's organised with the girls for sparring. Um, it's quite exciting, and because I know she trains so hard um i can't help but be a fan um everyone says as a father you must be quite nervous I said, well not really because when i see how hard she trains and how hard she hits um i'm quietly confident in, in her abilities to be successful so uh, last thing i want to do is hold her back hold and see her with the episode that i live because um yeah it, it's um one of the greatest lifestyles in the world when you can just cruise around the world and represent your country and 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 be a star and um and quite often so yeah, I'm I'm I am i can not wait to see how far she can go in this sport.
1: That's gotta be a beautiful thing, man. A, a child following in your footsteps, going after your passion, without any big you know, pressure to do so. You must be I, I can only imagine the feeling of of like you said, being able to be not only her father, her mentor, but her fan.
3: Yeah, for sure. And then same with Rocky. Um that those two Rocky was the same. He went to training at the same camp I lived in for so many years and uh, he's living in Thailand approximately four years so far. I'm um, all up, and now him and Rocky, uh, Rock, Rocky and Jazzy are going out. Um, at, uh, they're, they're pushing each other, they're training harder. Then um, she's fighting hard because she wants to impress him, and he's fighting hard because she, he wants to impress her. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just see myself, me and Angie, um, whether it's exactly the same when we were around that age. So it's. um. Yeah, every time I look at those two Google those each other, it's like, oh, I remember when I was looking, looking at my wife in the same way. So, That's something yeah, special, very, man.
1: That's definitely something it, special.
3: It, it, yeah, it's very cute, and it's very, um. yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy when you get to, it's almost deja vu, except for, um, yeah.
1: For, yeah, for your child, you, right. Even when
3: you watch it, their Instagram, you see them recording each other and interview each other and just talk to each other. You see them, they're both glowing. So it's definitely, as a father, I'm supposed to be the guy that hates the new boyfriend. But, uh, yeah, I really love Rocky. I think he's a great kid, and I hope hope those two stay together.
1: Now, in terms of her career and her future, do you see her possibly making that jump over to one championship as well? It seems like the whole family's going to be there. Why not her?
3: Yeah, well, um, uh, when they gave me my complimentary gub as a souvenir, they also asked Jazzy what glove size she was.
1: Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so they,
3: yeah, so, so she's 17. And I said, yeah, you better start training in these because when you turn 18, expect a phone call. So, fingers crossed.
1: Awesome, man.
3: Um, yeah, so cool. It's so cool. And then, uh, just, just the fact that uh, uh, out of all the people that are signed for uh, one championship in Australia, uh, two are out of my own gym, and then hopefully if, if Jazzy gets signed, that'll be three. So that, that gives us uh, that credibility on the old stage as well.
1: And imagine the opportunity of you, your daughter, and Rocky all fighting on the same card. Wouldn't that be something special?
3: Oh, that'd be insane. And and that could be a possibility for 1FC to come into Australia as well. If you've got half the card here already, and then all you have to do is match them, match them up, and then all of a sudden you've got a, another country to con- conquer.
1: That'd right. be very cool. That'd be something fantastic, man. I certainly hope that comes to fruition. Uh, yes. so, something else I wanted to mention completely off topic here. Anybody who hasn't seen this, I recommend you go watch it, but, uh, this is months and months ago, the bottle cap challenge. I think you want it, man. Oh, oh. <laughs> that
3: was that, that was so much fun. Uh, um, yeah, just, uh, ha- how can I, how can I get a giggle everybody at everybody? Uh, yeah, that was that was awesome. They got shared so many, they sh- shared so many times. And, <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, lots, lots, it was lots, lots brilliant. Lots of comments and everyone else. So a few other people tried to copy my style, but they can see straight away that that um, yeah, it was very bad. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it,
3: it, 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 was, it was funny to to, to uh, yeah, just to get everyone's reaction. Well, it's it, so everyone. <laughs>
1: It was brilliant, It's obviously very hysterical, but uh, yeah. j- just being able to see a guy like yourself have all these fun, lighthearted moments. You're, you're one of my favorite followers on social media because you are uh, so lighthearted and hilarious about such a crazy, yeah. intense sport.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I, I know that we're only going to have a short time here on this planet, so we may as well just have, have as much fun as possible. Um, Fighting is a serious business, but at the end of the day, um, it's just a sport. Um, and I just want to have fun. So whether it's, if, uh, what's the theory? Either with you laughing with me or against me, long as you're laughing, I don't care. Long as you're laughing, I'd rather put myself out there and have everyone laugh at me and just make it, um, like you said, let everyone know that I don't take myself too seriously. And just, um, yeah, I, I, I think that's why I'm so lucky on social media that I don't have many haters because everyone knows at the end of the day, it's all, um,
1: Oh God! It's, who can who uh, had, could had hate? Had a lot. Who could possibly hate? I mean, the one where you got the cut, yeah. your cut talking to your trainer. Come on, man! <laughs> 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 it's freaking hilarious yeah, stuff. Yeah, but I will tell you what, man yeah. that that seems like a really good note to end it. I mean, uh, you know, live your life and and, and laugh and ha- and have a good time. But uh, as always, pleasure speaking with you, man. For all the fans out there that are eagerly awaiting this return, what can we all expect from you in 2020? What is left for John Wayne Parrs? legacy and combat sports and uh you know what do you want all the fans to know about this comeback
3: uh just that i'm i'm hungry uh i'm I might have retired in november but at the same time uh, i want to i want to come back and entertain um yeah so uh, fighting is very important to me but entertaining and and being remembered uh is what i was put on this planet for so um, if I can win, lose, a draw, as long as everyone um, enjoys the fights and enjoys the the crazy, and then I've done my job,
1: absolutely, man. Absolutely, and I've never seen you in a boring fight myself, so uh, I'm very much looking forward to this return. Any shout out sponsor yeah. plugs, anything like that before we let you go? Of course, plug the gym and uh, the yeah, uh, sure. the promotion as well.
3: Yeah, if anyone's in Australia and wants to come and have a sweat, uh, my gym's on the Gold Coast, so I'm right next to the beach. Uh, so you come and have a swim, uh, uh, come and get baptized in the, the beautiful Gold Coast ocean, and then, yeah, come in for a session, have a sweat, and come and learn some authentic Muay Thai from, from Johnny.
1: And come get baptized by Johnny. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, always a pleasure, man. Uh, very Again, very much looking forward to your return. I know we'll catch up again uh, in the near future. Greatly appreciate yes. the time, and, and please be safe over there, man, and, uh, you know avoid all the insanity
3: yeah same with you and don't get coughed on
1: absolutely my friend
3: hey hey, awesome thank you for the interview that was awesome
1: yeah no man oh always a pleasure man i again i don't know what happened when i tried to reach out to you before things just kind of fizzled out but uh you're definitely one of my one of my favorite guests we've had you on a few time and a few times and you know anytime you want to jump on man feel free to shoot me a text we're more than happy to have you
3: hey beautiful very cool what's that Uh, Very cool. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Yes, of course. Of course, my friend. All right. Enjoy your day, brother.
3: Hey, bye-bye.
1: All right. We'll talk soon. All right, guys and gals. That's it for us. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with John Wayne Parr and Israel Adesanya. And for all you essential workers out there, I greatly appreciate what you're doing. For everyone doing their best to social distance and slow this pandemic, kudos to you. Things will get better. We all will prevail. And most important of all, for fight fans like you and I, it seems that next week we'll finally get some combat sports back in our lives. Very grateful for that. On behalf of the whole team, everybody at BJPenn.com, we greatly appreciate you tuning in to BJPenn.com Radio, The Fighter's Voice. Make sure you guys follow us on social media, BJPenn.com, Twitter, Facebook. Set up alerts, notifications. Get the news as it breaks. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And never forget, everything you crave from the sport you love, BJPen.com. We have got you covered. Mahalo, everybody. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.